Thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Church podcast. We are a church that is committed to building better lives. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our weekly Sunday service. You know, I think we can all, I think that significance is something that we all can struggle with. I think finding our place in a world where we fit in, what role we play, what is our importance. We have an enemy that wants to convince us that we are nothing. We, want, we have an enemy who wants nothing more than to convince us that we are irrelevant in this world, that we don't matter, and that we can't make a difference. Tonight, a young man will play in the Super Bowl who's been dubbed Mr. Irrelevant. Come on, I'm sure y'all have heard about this all week long. But Brock Purdy was the last pick of the 2022 NFL Draft. And at the end of the night, he was given a jersey, and instead of it having the name on the back of his jersey like every other player received, the name Mr. Irrelevant was pasted on the back of his jersey. Brock's college experience was very similar to his pro experience. He was just barely recruited by Iowa State. He was buried deep in the depth chart behind two other quarterbacks. No one on campus even knew that he was on the football team. Listen to this. One time, a TV station was on campus interviewing random students about the football program and walked right up to him and interviewed him, never even realizing that he was the third-string quarterback. In fact, when they aired the broadcast later that night, under his name, it simply said, Iowa State student. The feeling of uh, insignificance, being overlooked, being undervalued, has been something that followed Brock throughout his football career. He would go on to have a successful football career in college, but only to fall to the last pick of the draft, earning the title Mr. Irrelevant. It was highly thought that Purdy would never see the field. He was the fourth-string quarterback. He was expected to get cut before the season even started for his NFL career. He had a two-time Super Bowl champ ahead of him. He had the 2022 third draft pick ahead of him, Trey Lance, and one other quarterback making it near impossible for him to make the roster. In fact, most thought that he would be back in Arizona working for his family's hot tub business before the season ever even began. But somehow, he managed to fight his way onto the team. Brock never let a title define him. He never let what others thought of him or the lack of value determine his own personal value. Tonight, the enemy wants to count you out. The enemy wants for you to count yourself out. Tonight, the enemy wants you to dismiss yourself. He wants you to give up on your calling. He wants you to give up on your purpose. He wants you to give up on your identity and Christ and just give up on living for God. He wants nothing more than for you to give in to the title that he has put on your life of irrelevant. You know, this 
thing that Satan's been trying to do in our life is nothing new. All throughout the Bible, there have been men who felt irrelevant. How about Moses? Moses receives a call from God at the burning bush to go and deliver the people of God, the children of Israel, out of Egypt and into an exodus. And when God shows up to Moses, Moses had this to say in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. It says, Moses raised another objection to God. Master, please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words, neither before nor after you spoke to me. I stutter and stammer. Moses came up with every excuse that he could because he saw himself and deemed himself as Mr. Irrelevant. But what he didn't realize is that God had groomed and called Moses to greatness. He had positioned him in the palace as a young boy and gave him influence in Egypt for the very time that God was calling him into. And yet he couldn't see the greatness and the influence that God had called him to. He allowed insecurity to blind him from the reality that God, of what God could do. He failed to realize that it had nothing to do with him and everything to do with the God that was calling him. Because I want you to note this. If you're using the notes in the app, you can just write this down. Self-doubt can lead to feelings of irrelevance. Self-doubt can lead to feelings of irrelevance. It's easy for us to doubt ourselves. It's easy for us to look at what we have and go, there's no way that I can do this. There's no way I can build this church. There's no way I can build this business. There's no way I can be the husband that God has called me to be. Maybe you're a wife and you say, there's no way I can be the wife or a new mom and go, there's no way I can be the mom that I need to be to my kids. And in our minds, we can have self-doubt and it can lead to feelings of irrelevance. Let's look at King Saul. King Saul was called to be the very first king of Israel. And when the prophet Samuel came to him and said, you will be the king of Israel, listen to what he said. Saul answered, but am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing to me? Even when a prophet came to him and spoke the word and declared the word of God over his life, he couldn't look inside of him and see the gifts that God had placed inside of him. But see, and here's the crazy thing, is the opposite of everything that he said about himself was actually the truth. He said, look, Am I not from the smallest tribe? Am I not this? Am I not that? And what the Bible said is that he was a head taller than anybody, that he was the most handsome man in all of Israel, that he was from a well-to-do family. But what he did is he allowed insecurity to creep into his life, self-doubt to creep into his life, and it led to feelings of irrelevance. Can anybody relate tonight? But because his father didn't see greatness in him, watch this. Saul, King Saul was, was sent out to chase donkeys that had gotten out of a pen. Donkeys had escaped. And a job that would have normally been reserved for the servants of the house, go out, find the donkeys, get them back in their pens. He sent his son out 
He sent his son out, leading to feelings of irrelevance. Why shouldn't they, look, I'm your son. Give me a job of importance. And instead, he's just out chasing the donkeys. And he would meet this prophet who would speak into his life. But because he was listening to the voice of others, he began to have feelings of irrelevance. Write this down if you're taking notes. Others' doubts can lead to feelings of irrelevance. What other people have to say about you can cause you to doubt the calling, can cause you to doubt the purpose, can cause you to not fully walk in the things that God has called you to walk in. Look at King David. He was just a little shepherd boy. He was the youngest of eight boys. He was given the job of tending to the sheep. If you'll remember my message back in December, I talked about how shepherds were despised and how they were rejected and how they were not looked at favorably. And so his dad gave the youngest son this job of tending to the sheep. And then when Samuel the prophet showed up to anoint the next king, he didn't even consider his son David to bring him in because he said, there's no way that David will be anointed king. He said, here's seven of my sons. And Samuel said, this is not the king. Neither one of these boys, none of the seven are the king. Do you have another son? And there was a son that was irrelevant to him out tending the sheep, worshiping God, out slaying bears, out slaying lions. He said, bring him in from the field. And he said, this is my chosen son. But what will happen is if we will listen to the voice of others, we will count ourselves out from the things that God has called us to. Because 1 Samuel 16, 7 says it this way, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. Talking about the other seven sons. The Lord does not look at the things people look at, but people look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Can I tell you that God has placed things on the inside of you that he has called you to, things that he has called you to accomplish, that it feels impossible, that it feels too big, that it feels there's no way that you can do it, that you can't carry the weight of the calling, that you can't carry the weight of everything that he's placed, the anointing that he's placed on your life. But God is saying, all I need you to do is just listen to my voice, not the voice of others, and follow after me. Come on, somebody say amen tonight. Man, we talked about Gideon last week. Gideon had self-doubt. And it gave him these feelings of irrelevance. There's no way that I can conquer an enemy. And he said, go down to the camp and listen to what they're saying about you. And when he heard the enemy say, he has the victory. Come on, Satan knows you have the victory. We just need to walk in it tonight. Point number four, I'm doing good. We got eight minutes. Don't pull it up on Hulu. Don't do it. Fight the temptation. Others' belief can silence the feelings of irrelevance. Have you ever had somebody just believe in you? Isn't it amazing what belief can do in your life? When somebody will just simply get behind you and believe in the gift, believe in the talent, believe in the calling, believe in the purpose, isn't it incredible what happens on the inside of you? My youth pastor took a risk on me. I came back from youth camp, and I had just gotten saved three months after I gave my life to Jesus, and I was the kid that would get saved every week, and then that week, I was, I was gone again. I was back to the world. 
And three months after I gave my life to Jesus, my youth pastor took a risk on me and he allowed me to stand on the stage and begin to lead worship. That opportunity, that belief that he put in me changed my life forever. And can I tell you that sometimes we just need to surround people with belief and just encourage them and lift them up and go, you know, yeah, you can do it. The dream is is big. It seems impossible. But man, my God is a God of the impossible. What about Esther? She was fearful to walk out the plan of her li- in her life. She was scared to step into what God had called her into. But it took the words of her uncle Mordecai to push her into fully walking out the call and the purpose and the destiny for her life. Listen to what Esther 4.14 says. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will come for the Jews and will arise from another place. But you and your father's house and family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the royal position for such a time as this. Come on, we need some Mordecais in our life that will stand behind us and encourage us and lift us up because them speaking belief over us will help us push past the feelings of of irrelevance of what the enemy wants to tell us and it'll cause us to rise up in courage for such a time as this. Come on, because fear will try to push you into irrelevance. And, and sometimes we need people who will come alongside of us. Come on, we need the teachers, the principals, the coaches, the bosses, pastors, friends, relatives, aunts, uncles, grandmothers, grandfathers who will rise up and surround us and encourage us. Encourage us right out of those feelings of irrelevance. Stand on your feet. I'm closing quickest message you'll ever hear me preach. The final point is this. The word of the Lord will silence the feelings of irrelevance. Joshua is on the edge of the promised land. Uh, A mantle is being passed from Moses down to Joshua. Moses has led the people so well but now a mantle is being passed down to Joshua, and Joshua has to lead them into battle. Joshua has to lead them into victory, and he's feeling these feelings of irrelevance. How am I going to do this? I'll never be able to match up to Moses. I'll never be able to do what Moses. Can I just tell you, you don't have to match up to the person that went before you, to your dad, to your mom, to the previous. You've just got to do and be who God has called you to be. You may be stepping into a position at work that like you're trying to feel some big shoes. Come on, you're not, you're not called to be them. You're called to be you. And God has called you for such a time as this, maybe to bring change in your family, maybe to bring change in the world that you're walking in. God will choose to do it differently. And God told this to Joshua. He said, I, have I not commanded you? Come on, has God not spoke to you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you everywhere you go. Because Satan wants you to believe that you're irrelevant. But if you're irrelevant, would Jesus have stepped out of heaven and died for you and me? No. If I was irrelevant, would Satan be coming after me and trying to attack me and trying to stop me? No. You want to know how I know that this church has relevance in our city? Because Satan's coming after us. 
because he's trying to attack us. You want to know how I know that you have relevance in the world that you're living in? Because the enemy has an assignment on you to come after you because he wants to take you out and take you down. But I'm glad that God stepped out of heaven, wrapped himself in flesh and said, I love you so much. I'll die on a cross. I'll take your place because you are going to have a relevant place in this world through me. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Restoration Church. Or if you haven't already, you can download our Restoration Church app. There you will find more about who we are as a church and how to get connected.